So I stepped outside and I held the phone down by my feet as I walked through the snow and the snow squeaks at 35 below. And it's a rare privilege, so I hope you take advantage of that tonight because tonight's the last night. Don't miss out, okay? Just take a walk. The, sky, the stars, they shine really bright on a cool night. So uh, we are thankful and grateful to be here, and we are going to plunge into Scripture. So if you have your Bibles, you're going to want to open up to Second Peter, and I would uh, continue to encourage you to read through these three short chapters, eight minutes, nine seconds at my reading speed, and I'm not very fast reader to get through there, but that doesn't mean I understand it. It means there's a gold mine there. And so I'm reading from Second uh, Peter, chapter one, verse three. His divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness. Through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness, through these he has given us his very great and precious promises, so that through them you may participate in the divine nature and escape the corruption in the world caused by evil desires. For this very reason... Make every effort to add to your faith, goodness, and to goodness, knowledge, and to knowledge, self-control, and to self-control, perseverance, and to perseverance, godliness, and to godliness, brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness, love. For if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Father, we just thank you for the privilege and opportunity to open your word. Pray that you would open our hearts to hear what you have to say. And uh, Holy Spirit, have your way with us and teach us what we need to know for today. Give us our daily bread today. Rebuke us, correct us, exhort us, teach us, equip us, enable us, lead us, refine us. And do what only you do, God, by your power, through your word, in Jesus' name, amen. So we have come finally to verse 5 in this section of scripture. And for this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith, goodness. And that's as far as I'm going to go, because I want to introduce you to the word. And I have one objective today. My objective is that when we're done with today, you would never be able to use the word good in the same way you used it when you came in here. That you have a fresh and a, a beginning, just a beginning understanding of how Scripture uses the word good, good and some of what God may have intended when He tells you and I, for this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith goodness. So, does anybody know in Scripture where the first time that you, the word good is used? Say it loud. Can't hear you. What's that? Yeah, in Genesis chapter 1. In Genesis chapter 1, God uses the word good seven times. And if I don't know how many farmers there are here, 
But you farmers, you, I, as I was restudying this, you would have a greater appreciation for what's written here than the rest of us. And so you need to enlighten us. But it says things like this. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. And God saw that it was good. Let there be an expanse between the waters and separate water from water. Let there be water under the sky. Be gathered to one place and let the ground appear. And God called the ground, the dry land, the dry ground land and gathered the waters he called seas. And God saw that it was good. Then God said, the, let the land produce vegetation, seed-bearing plants and trees on the land that bear fruit with seed in it, according to their various kinds, and it was so. The land produced vegetation, plants bearing seeds according to their kinds, and trees bearing fruit with seed in it according to their kinds, and God saw that it was good. He also made the stars. He set them in the expanse of the sky to light the earth, to govern the day and the night, and to separate light from darkness. And God saw that it was good. And so God created the creatures of the sea and everything that moving, which the waters teemed. And according to their kinds, every winged bird according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. And God made the wild animals according to their kinds, livestock according to their kinds, and all the creatures that move along the ground according to their kinds. And God saw that it was good. Verse 31, Genesis 1:31, And God saw that all that he had made was very good. The word good. Okay, this is the Hebrew word good. If you can see this on the top, the word tov. That's the word good in the Hebrew language. And so God uses the word good in the beginning of creation. And when he creates, he calls certain things good. But there's also, you have to ask yourself, why does he call some things good and other things he didn't say good? But then when he gets done, he caps it all off and says, God saw that it was good. The little word tov, which means good, is almost ludicrously small, but infinitely expansive in its explanation. And so Tov has explosive power. It's one of the richest words in Scripture. Creation brings forth seeds and plants with seeds of the future in them. Life is in the seed. Life is in the tree. Life is in the fruit continuing after its own kind, and God calls it good. If we have plants, but no seed producing plants after its own kind, it's no good. God calls good that which produces life and contains life and the potential for more life in it. There's a vast difference between how our modern society uses the word good and how God uses the word good, and we must get our minds wrapped around it so that we can understand and grow with what God's inviting us when he says, make every effort to add to your faith goodness. So tov, the word tov, goodness, here's the definition. All the possible potential 
that God has put into creation. So that doesn't mean just all the possible potential of just that little thing. It means all the possible, possible, possible potentials, potentials of what God put into creation. Capacity, potential, possibilities, future hope, increase, development, growth. Tov is not just potential. It's the potential that's there to be fulfilled. An apple tree, three feet tall. It's Tov, but not yet Tov. An apple tree, 15 feet tall. It's Tov, but not yet Tov. An apple tree, 20 feet tall in the winter. It's Tov, but it's not yet Tov. An apple tree in the spring, filled with beautiful blossoms. It's Tov, but not yet Tov. An apple tree in the fall that produces apples. It's Tov, but not yet Tov. An apple tree in the fall when the apples come to the full ripeness and Sharon makes apple pie out of those apples, that's Tov. An apple tree in the fall when the, when the uh, blossoms have turned into apples and the apples are at their richest point and the deer eat the apples, the bees eat the apples, the birds eat the apples, and you and I make apple juice, and a branch from the tree falls on the ground, and Scott carves that little branch into a ladle for the soup. That's Tov, but yet not Tov. Tov is the apple tree when all the apples fall to the ground, and in those, each of those apples is Tov, which is the potential for an orchard. An orchard. And when a branch, another branch falls to the ground and Doug makes a tabletop out of that and furniture out of that, that's Tove. And there's no end to it. So Tove is the good, but it's included in the potential good. There's a story in Genesis chapter 50. You don't need to turn there. I just want to paraphrase. And you can jot down the reference because you can go back to it. When uh, Joseph is kind of recapping his life to his brothers. And he tells them, what you intended to, for harm by throwing me into a pit and selling me as a slave after you stole my richly colored cloak and dipped it in blood and took it to my father and said, I've been eaten by wild animals. What you meant for me for harm, God meant and intended for Tov. The accomplishment of what is now being done, the saving of many lives. When Solomon took over the kingship, he asked God, God, give me wisdom to rule these people so that I will know the difference between good and evil, so that I can rule your people wisely. Shortly after, almost the next verse, it says two women came with one baby. Two women had, who had both just given birth, and now there's only one baby. Because during the night, one of the women had rolled over and smothered the baby. So now they're coming, and they want the king to settle this. And the king has to make a decision of what is tove. So he sets up a scenario and he gives the women an opportunity for Tov. T 
to make the best decision possible. He says, bring me a sword. And he says, let's cut the baby in half. And the fake mother says, oh yeah, that's fine. But the real mother says, no, no. Let's do what is right, what is tov. Give her the baby. And so tov, there's, it's no end to what it means in the sense of goodness. Tov is in the soil. You and I are made out of the soil. Soil produces. When God made man, it says he scooped up some ground and he made man out of the dust of the earth and he breathed into man the breath of life and man became a living thing. That's Tov. I just did a simple word study and the reason why you would do a word study and some of them you think, oh, you know, again and again, we read the word again and again. But over 600 times in the Bible, the word good is used. And the New Testament is a slightly different word for tov. It's this word, arete, however you might pronounce it in the Greek. But it's the word moral goodness or virtue. And we'll expand on that as we come along. But first we fix on tov. In Psalm 34, taste and see that the Lord is tov. And you got you to have a redefinition of what tov is. So when you taste and see that the Lord is good, the Lord is tov, you're thinking about all of that, what he did in putting tov himself into creation. Psalm 25 verse 7 says, Remember not the sins of my youth and my rebellious ways. Who couldn't say that? According to your love, remember me, for you are tov, O Lord. Good and upright is the Lord, therefore he instructs sinners in the way. I will see the Lord, I will see to the Lord, I will sing to the Lord, I'm sorry, I will sing to the Lord, for he has been tov to me. Psalm 34.10, lions may grow weak and hungry, but those who seek the Lord lack no tove thing. Psalm 73, those who are far from you will perish, but as for me, it is tove for me to be near God. Psalm 84, no good thing, no tove thing will he withhold from those whose walk is upright. The Lord will indeed give what is tov. Psalm 86.5, you are forgiving and tov, O Lord, abounding to all those who call on you. It is good to praise the Lord. The Lord is tov, his love endures forever. So you see, you can go through and you can start reading just a word study of tov and how the word tov is used in the Old Testament. Then you come to verses in the New Testament that are similar. I think about just Philippians 4, 6. Um, whatever, that's what it starts with. Whatever is uh, true and right and praiseworthy and excellent, think on these things. And the idea is whatever is good, whatever is virtuous, whatever is excellent, think on these things. Same idea is good. So in this particular passage in Scripture, when, when he says, everything that we have and everything we need for life and godliness is given to us through our knowledge of God. 
right? So that's the foundation of which we're standing. His divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness according to him and his goodness. So this passage, like so much of scripture, is the invitation and another invitation to life, to participate with God, to partner with him, to cooperate with him in adding tov and discovering the tov that he has already put in creation. So in adding goodness to your faith, it's so, 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 so much more than simply doing some good deed. Yes, it might include that, but it's so, so, so much more. It's you recognizing God's tov for you and God's tov in you and God's tov through you to others. It's recognizing and living out tov not for just a few minutes on a Sunday morning and not just for a year or for five years, but for a lifetime of discovering tov. That's part of it. But what also happens is Tov is, Tov lives in and through you as you participate, as we participate with God. And that's the invitation here. You see that? Make every effort to your faith. For this reason, make every effort to add to your faith. Why? You have to say, for this reason. And you got to go back. Well, Six times, five times in those first few verses, he uses the word through. And the word through tells us that God has poured out his love and his goodness. He's given to us. That's why we would make every effort. That's why we would put forth effort to add to our faith because of what God has already done. That God has put forth tov. So we're simply adding to potential are we adding to the potential or are we acknowledging the potential that's already there when we recognize that it's good for us, it's told for us to add to our faith? The seventh, the eighth time that the word tov is used in, the, in Genesis is in chapter 2 when it says, it is not tov for man to be alone. Now at that time, he's talking about the human being. It's not good for a human to be alone. It's not good for man to be alone. God said that, uh, and that has just staggering implications, not just for marriage and not just for family, but for community and for society and for evangelism, helping you and me, helping the individual discover that Tove is sharing your life with other lives, sharing the life of God with other people. That's Tov. You come to the New Testament, do it, start doing a little word study on Tov. A tree bears good fruit. The word good there. A tree, a good tree bears good fruit. A bad tree bears bad fruit. And a good tree cannot bear bad fruit. Matthew 7, 10. Luke chapter 7 talks about the, the farmer going out to sow the seed. And the seed is the potential. And it says good seed is good potential on good soil. Matthew chapter 20, the word good is translated generous. Mark chapter 8, Jesus said, no one is good but God alone. 
So we call things good and we call one another good all the time. And scripture says no one is good but God alone. And they're talking about the breath and the width of good, the breath and the width of tov. In Romans chapter 12, it says that you should test and see what is the good and perfect will of God. That goodness can be tested. Goodness can be tried. It can be proved. And it says in verse 9 of chapter 12, cling then to what is good. Verse 21 of chapter 12 says, overcome evil with good. One of the, and we've mentioned this before, the story of Cain and Abel. When uh, in, in chapter 4 of Genesis, and God comes to Abel, or God comes to Cain when he's considering that he's going to kill his brother. And, he, and God says to him, if you, don't, if you do what is well, if you do what is right, if you do what is tov, will you not be accepted? In chapter 6 of Galatians, we have a, as we have opportunity, it says, let us do good to all people. Boy meets girl. It could be called Tov. They grow to love each other. They get married. That's Tov, but it's not. They enjoy life together, and over time, a baby comes. The baby's on the way. That's Tov, but yet not. The baby grows for seven, eight months and is born into this world. That's certainly Tov, but it's not. Their vocabulary, and they can communicate. That's Tov. They begin to develop skill sets to feed themselves and feed their family and to grow and develop as a functional community member. That's Tov, but it's not. They begin to get a glimpse of how God fashioned them to love him and to love others. And their spiritual eyes begin to open and a relationship with God continues to grow. It's Tov, but it's not. And so you can see each step of the way until you end up in a hospital in Bagley where a person is on their deathbed and they're singing hymns to their creator. That's Tov, and yet it's not. It's just the beginning. Because Tov is tapping into the eternalness that God is. The Bible says that God is good. We say God is good. We have no idea what we're saying when we say God is good. If we begin to grasp what we're saying and how we use the word good, we call, I want to be careful how I say this, but we call ridiculously unsuccessful, ineffective in developing character games, uh, toys, we call them good. Movies that project promiscuity and devalue marriage and family and we call them good. If we begin to grasp how God uses the word good and what God intended by good and the fact that he invites us to add goodness to our faith, 
We'll barely be able to stay in our skin with the excitement that is at our fingertips in every step. It means that every single time you meet a human being made in the image of God, made out of dirt that is good, with the breath of life breathed into them by their creator, and the potential of Tov there, there's endless potential in every relationship. I wanted to read just so that you can get your mind just a little bit wetted in some of the thoughts of Tov. In 2 Corinthians chapter 3, you can just listen to this and let me read this. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, Therefore, since we have such a hope, we are very bold. We are not like Moses who put on a veil over his face to keep the Israelites from gazing at it while the radiance was fading away. But their minds were made dull, for to this day the same veil remains when the old covenant is read. It has not been removed, because only in Christ is it taken away. Even to this day when Moses is read, a veil covers their hearts. But when anyone turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. Now, the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And we who with unveiled faces reflect the Lord's glory are being transformed into His likeness with ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. Now, you have to spend time. Just what did that passage say? I have to reread it. I have to reread it again. It's glory. It's beyond what you can possibly comprehend. Because it's based on Tov, goodness of God that he put into us. The goodness of God when he created. The goodness of God anytime he expresses his character. And that's why Peter earlier said, as we participate in the divine nature and escape the corruption of the world. Corruption is anything that dims the potential that God put into creation. Anything that dims the potential of our marriages, our families, our singlehood, anything that dimensions, diminishes the view and the light of the glory of God in the face of Christ is corruption. So Peter's saying, listen, you participate in the divine nature as you walk with God, as you add to your faith, as you grow in the understanding of who he is, there's no end to it. It's not just what's good for you is good for you. Think about that statement. Well, that's good for you. I guess that's good for you. Well, it's not good for you if it's not good for just you. It's good for you if it's good for not only you, but every life you touch. That's Tov. That's Tov. And you have to ask every man, woman, and child, are you living in Tov? And is Tov living through you? And you, are you calling out Tov in yourself from your relationship with God and through your relationship with God and imparting Tov and calling Tov out of those you're in relationship with? If we trusted Scripture, that's why I ask myself this. Do I really believe this? Do I really believe? I mean, this is a breathtaking stag claim his divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness and for this reason add to my faith goodness it's a staggering claim that we could participate in the nature of god so if we trusted scripture if we knew scripture we would know that this little 
section of scripture isn't all there is, nor is just this life on earth all there is. We would be looking down the road. We would be living in light of eternity. Do you know that I've mentioned it before, but that great chapter, Hebrews 11. If you don't know this, you go home and you read this. In chapter Hebrews 11, right in the center of the chapter, it says all these people were still living by faith when they died. That means some of them died in a sense with some disappointment, maybe with some regret, maybe, but they were still living by hope. It says they did not receive the things promised. They only saw them and welcomed them from a distance. And they admitted that they were aliens and strangers. People who say such things show that they're looking for a better country, a country of their own. And then Hebrews 11 closes with this. These were all commended for their faith, yet, not, yet none of them received what had been promised. God had planned something better for us so that only together with us would they be made perfect. And the word perfect there, it has another idea of fullness, completion. In a sense, from the word tov, of fullness and completion. But every time you think tov is completed, it's more. And last week I said that I came to the conclusion as I was thinking about this, and I couldn't quite understand what I was even saying yet. You, I would challenge anybody to think of any situation you can think of that's tov, and then take a few more minutes and, and see that it's impossible to think of a situation. You can't think of it betterly. So this idea of adding to your faith, you might you can look at somebody and they say, you know what, my life is over. My best days are gone. And you would say to them, listen, have you any idea what tov is? And they would go, that sounds like you're speaking gibberish. No, let me tell you about Tov. What it means is you have no idea what your best day is or when it will be and how far in the future it is and how far in the past it already is because some of those best days were Tov and yet not Tov. So there's some way to get your mind wrapped around that even... When you, how many kids you got there? One, two, one. They're there and they're beautiful, but they're filled with potential and they're tove, but not yet tove. So if we could begin to live like this, live in the hope, no wonder Peter went crazy in chapter one, or maybe I was going crazy in chapter one of first Peter. When he said, do you remember what he said? Fade. No wonder he, he was saying things like that. Because he had a glimpse of Tov. Listen, add Tov to your faith. So you have to ask yourself, I have to ask myself, have I been adding Tov to my faith? What would be the result of adding Tov to my faith? The Bible says, what does it promise? a man if he gained the whole world yet forfeit his own soul. The only way you can forfeit your own soul is not adding tov to your faith and not adding godliness and knowledge and self-control 
and receiving a faith that is nothing. Do you remember that tree that Jesus got so angry at? He said, cut it down. And the farmer said, no, let's wait a year. Let's fertilize it. And he comes back and the tree produces no fruit. It's the it's a lack of possibility. It's a lack of opportunity that is the opposite of tov. But one at the same time, every crossroad you come to, every suffering you come to, every difficulty you come to is filled with tov. Through our Redeemer, through our great God, who has infused tov into human life. And then he invites us to participate with him. Do you remember who he is? He's the one who, in the beginning, it says God spoke order out of chaos, and it was good. You and I have the potential to look around and find disorder and chaos all around us in the world we live in. No matter how big or how small it is, you can bump up against somebody. Yesterday, probably more than one place, there were people underneath trailer homes trying to get heat to people and trying to get water to people. And that's Tove, and yet not Tove. Tove is when it's finished. Tove is when the water's running. And we think Tove is springtime. It is but not yet. And we think Tov is harvest. It is, but not yet. Some people in their, and this includes me at one time in my life, and probably even now at times, some people say the life of Jesus was a waste because he lived that good life only to go and get himself killed. What a waste. How tragic. How empty. What mispotential. What good is that? <laughs> Only the highest tove possible. What greater thing than a man lay his life down for his friends? And he laid his life down for his father and the world. He laid his life down after 33 years of living just to get to that point. And he said, now I'm ready for the cross. Father, glorify your son. That's Tov, and yet not Tov. 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Let me read to you an expression of Tov, and yet not Tov. So 1 Corinthians 15. It's the great story about the resurrection. I declare to you, brothers, that flesh and blood will not inherit the kingdom of God. Something to think about right there. Nor does the perishable inherit the imperishable. Listen, I tell you all a mystery. We will not all sleep, but we will all be changed. In the twinkling of an eye. In the flash of a twinkling of an eye at the last trumpet, for the trumpet will sound and the dead in Christ will raise imperishable and be changed. For the perishable must inherit, clothe itself with the imperishable and the mortal with immortality. When the perishable has been clothed, the imperishable and the mortal with immortality, then the saying that is written will come true. Death has been swallowed up in victory. Where, O oh, death, is your victory? Where, O oh, death, is your sting? 
the death of Christ, which was seemingly the, the most horrible act that could ever be happen, is filled with Tove. It's filled with Tove. It's the ultimate potential that God has put in to creation because God is Tove. Remember this statement out of John? Unless a grain of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it brings forth fruit. I heard that verse over and over again. A farmer knows what that means, right? You plant a seed, the seed dies, and it sprouts to life. But if seed doesn't die, if the seed says, no, I'm not giving up my life, I'm clinging to my life, the, the seed produces no corn, which has a hundred times its own fold, right? Potential for good. Potential for Tov has an element of eternal in it because it's the nature of God. So when he says we participate in the nature, so make every effort to add to your faith goodness, he's not talking about just doing a simple good deed. He's talking about the goodness that God breathed into creation by his own creation. He's the creator. He's good. He breathed into creation that goodness. So Tov is always yet to come. You know what? I was getting a little discouraged as this thing. I don't know. Maybe some of you have begun to experience it. This thing called, um, maybe it's called aging or something, okay? And I began to get a little discouraged. I'm like going, whoa, I still, you know, I still had dreams of playing pro football. And uh, I had dreams of being able to run again. But when I think about Tov, and I think about what God intends, and I realize, wait, Chris, get some perspective here. If you're living in light of eternity, if you're living in light of what he's telling you in the scripture, that you add to your faith, that you... So adding to your faith any of these seven characteristics, you're moving toward Tov. Every minute you're breathing, you're moving toward Tov. There's simply no way to ever say from a human side, oh, that person has reached their potential. They've finished. Because ultimately, only when God's plan, only when God's purposes are met and fulfilled and reached at the end of the end of the ages, which is again just another beginning, Tov will be reached. You're not done. I'm not done. We're not done. Till God says we're done. And he has plans for us beyond the walls of this world. Beyond the walls of this world. This morning, Bruce helped me get some perspective. Okay? It's 35 below in, in this area of northern Minnesota. As you go north, do you think it gets colder or warmer? Okay, all the way down to Texas, it's 15 degrees, maybe 8 degrees in Texas this morning, snow on the ground. Somewhere between Minnesota and Texas, six entire states are out of power. Okay, that means at least one, at least one single mom is at home today with a child without power. And it means at least one elderly person is somewhere without power. And I'm going, whoa, that's perspective. Because six states, that means hundreds. That means thousands. And so my 
little sliver in my little toe, I get perspective and I'm saying, okay, what's the tove? The tove is people, electricians, plumbers, they have opportunity to go and do what God created in them to do, which is to serve and to create and to make water run and electricity flow. And somehow you have that tove in you. What does God have in store for you? What is the tove? Are you tapping into it? Or are you crushing it? Imagine what this truth means for some of those people who think their life has no value. That they've missed it. And they're ready to throw in the towel. Listen, we can't give up on God because he hasn't given up on us. And Tove is built right in. When he got done there in Genesis 1, and he said, God saw that all he created, and it was very Tove. What's the possibility there? We are not there yet. We're Tove, but yet we're not Tove. Make all effort, it says there, right? For this reason. And hopefully now we get an idea of the reason. The reason is that you can participate with God in Tove. And it can't be, Tove can't be just self-centered and personal. That's too small. Tove has to reach out. Tove produces. Tove is growing. Tove is increasing. Tove is reaching capacity. Tove is development. This word... For this reason, and we'll, ha- we'll end here in a second, and we'll, we'll pick up here next week. But when it says, for this very reason, make every effort. This idea of effort is eagerness, hunger, willingness, zeal, eager to do something. Now, you and I, and I know this, I spend time and I make effort sometimes for just frivolous things. Sometimes when I'm aware of it, and when I'm most aware of it, it leads to frustration. And I'm thinking, well, why is this so frustrating? You know why? Because there's no tove in doing things that are futile. There's no tove in doing things that are vain. So it gives me the opportunity to recalibrate, readjust, relook at my priorities, and say, listen, God's calling us to participate in his nature and to add to our faith goodness so that we can call out Tove in one another. And so this make every effort is talking about being diligent and it speaks of intensity of effort toward the realization of a purpose. But if you're adding to, if you're adding goodness to without faith, It's just going to be human futility. Okay? That's why faith is in the beginning. And faith is that connection with God. Faith is a relationship with God. And then you build on it. You build on that relationship with God. So add to your faith. You know why you want to add to your faith for this reason? One of them is just so simple, because you can. 
<laughs> it's just ridiculous. Every once in a while, I say, hey, you know what? Drive 25 miles in the boat through huge waves. And you're like going, you know why we're doing this, guys? Because we can. <laughs> we climb a mountain and you almost fall off the edge and you skin your knee and you look out over a city that you couldn't see and you didn't even know was there. You go, you know why we did this, folks? Because we can. And the privilege is that simple and that powerful and that profound. Make every effort to add to your faith because you can. Because that's what God did. He created that because of his, he provided it. So utilize all your energy to the tasks that really matter. Tasks that really bring meaning and fulfillment and purpose. And you just take a quick look at your life. If you're feeling discouraged and beat down, say, where's Tove? And what have I done with Tove? And how do I get lined up with Tove? And how do I bring Tove to other people? And how do I live into the purpose God has for me? So apart from God's enablement, all our efforts will be useless. Apart from God giving us everything we need for life and godliness. Keep that in line. The foundation is he has given us everything we need for life and godliness. And we have the privilege to build upon that. Tove. Father, we're just thankful and grateful. We pray that you would uh, help us get our minds and our hearts and our eyes and our ears and our tongues and our hands wrapped around Tove. Help us, Lord God, to take every opportunity to add to our faith. Tove and to tove knowledge and to knowledge self-control and to self-control perseverance and to perseverance godliness and to godliness brotherly love and to brotherly or to brotherly kindness love because if we possess these qualities in increasing measure they will keep us from being ineffective and unproductive which is the exact opposite of tove Lord, you know what you're doing. Lord, we need your help. God, we have been created here to bring you glory and honor. And unless we're living into Tove, and unless Tove is living in and through us to others, we've yet to reach even our minor potential. And we're going to be frustrated. And God, we want to bring you glory. And we humans are created for a relationship with you, God. A relationship with you. That's Tov. In Jesus' precious name, amen. So we'll pick up there next week, hopefully.